when we utilize God's Word in our lives, in, in our worship, we're, we're encountering God Himself. It's through that Word that He comes to us. It's through that Word that He reveals Himself to us. And first and foremost, because the core of that Word, it, it's climactic significance and message is Christ. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Welcome to the Soundless Doctrine Podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have a special guest with us today. We do. And it's not Devin, which is great. (laughs) Typically is our special guest. (laughs) We have Jeff Perswell with us. Jeff, welcome. Wonderful to be here. It is great to have Honored you Honored to be here. Jeff, I've been trying to get Jeff on I've the podcast. I've been trying to get onto this oh, podcast. Get right, here. right, right, right. And you finally, <laughs> finally let me in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> finally let me in. We have been trying to get you on what for like, what's this? You're a busy man. Season? You're a busy no. man. You yeah, for five on. seasons, we've been trying to get him yeah. on. Yeah. And thank you, Jeff, for joining us for this <laughs> sixth season. Truly an honor. Jeff oh. really is a dear, dear friend. Jeff and Julie are dear friends of me and Julie. And uh, lots of Julies around here. All our wives are named Julie. That's right. We have one it, thing in it common. Is, that is. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Why you let me, let me That's right. right. Only if your wife's name is Julie. Um, we have been friends for, well, in the same church for 26 years now. This mm-hmm. this month, well, no, not quite this month, but yeah, yeah 26 years. Yeah. Wow. Jeff Amazing. leads the Sovereign Grace Pastors College and is kind of the theological... Back guide of Sovereign Grace churches and uh, keeps us from doing really stupid things, keeps me from doing really <laughs> stupid things, um, which is a hard, hard thing to do. Mm, it's full time. So uh, we hope to have you on for a few podcasts. This is just the first of many, Jeff. Mm. We're, yes. We're believing of, for that. that <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that I was Spoken. getting myself into. <laughs> Spoken in faith. All right. Yeah. Today, I just thought it'd be great to start off with this topic, uh, that you, the Lord has used you in so many ways. Can, to... I, can I say something first? I don't know. Should we let him say <laughs> well, something? Well, I just, you know, I, I said know. a moment ago, it's an honor to be here. I, I really mean that because what you have done for decades, Bob, mm-hmm. and what you and David are doing to serve people, leading uh, the people of God mm-hmm. in worship, mm-hmm. it's... The, the effect is just immeasurable. Mm, um, I, I think about how Sovereign Grace has been affected by Sovereign Grace music. It just seems mm. like so mm. many places that we go into with church plants and mm. so forth. Mm. I mean, Sovereign Grace music has gone before us. People <laughs> know about Sovereign Grace through the music. And mm. then your equipping of worship leaders for years. Um, yes. it, it's just... It, it's. The effect is inestimable, and mm. I'm so very Thanks. grateful to Thanks. be your friend, but also f- so very grateful for what you've done for so long, and then what you and David are doing, and it's not just you guys, yeah, there's yeah. people behind the cameras yep, sure are. who are serving, yeah. so uh, it really yeah. is it really is a, mm. a great joy to, to participate. Thanks. So. Thank you very much. Well, uh, I mentioned that we've served in the same church, and that's been a pure joy, to be mm. pastors together. Yes. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, we are applying a lot of these things. This isn't just, as I prayed uh, before the podcast, uh, mm. we're not just talking about abstract theories or, you know, principles or, you know, we, we live this out, seek mm. to live this out we try. Yeah. In, uh, 
in our churches. So right now, Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville, we're all a part of. And so I was about to say the, you know, one of the areas that I've been profoundly affected by is your communication of the beauty, sufficiency, authority um, of the Word of God. Mm. And so I just thought it'd be really helpful for us, me and David, (laughs) and also for those listening, (laughs) to hear you uh, talk about the area of how the Word of God functions, Mm -hmm. is meant to function, Mm. is meant to function in our in our gatherings. You know, you have, let me just set the stage for you. You you have, I know people, I have known people who will will go to one church for the music and then another church for the message. Right. Um, They go to two different churches. I know many people who, they they go to a church, they're they're really excited about the music, not so excited about the preaching or vice versa. Mm. You know, they, I know some people who will skip the music just to hear the the preaching. Mm-hmm. And so there seems to be this dichotomy, you know, that exists between what we do musically, what we do as we preach the word. And obviously there are other parts to the meeting than just the singing, mm-hmm. just the preaching. But I would love to hear you just at the start talk about what, you know, before we jump into the <clears throat> gathering and, and what we do there, just just the word of God, mm. wh- why is it so significant? We, we know it's significant. Like mm-hmm. I think almost everyone who's listening to or watching this podcast would agree, yeah, word of God, yes, right mm-hmm. there, I'm with you. But when I hear you talk about it, it, it just, it does something to make me want it more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just how are we to view the word of God? Maybe we could start there and then work our way into, okay, what does that mean about our gatherings? Is that, mm. would that... Sure. It's yeah. It's talk, about, I want the, talk about the universe. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question. But no, you're really good I, at that. I, I do think, I mean, what you said is is true. I, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this, uh, at some level, yes, I believe the Bible. Bible's important. Believe yeah, in the Word yeah. of God. But I, I, I do think that. Well, none of us, I think, fully or consistently think rightly about God's Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we affirm it, but we don't always grasp its dimensions. We don't always grasp mm-hmm. its intentions. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to, if we can talk just about, yes. about what, is, what is the Word of God? I mean, think about the key, the most important thing the New Testament says about the Word of God, you know, 2 Timothy 3, the Word of God is, uh, all Scripture is inspired is inspired by God. Um, it is the product of his creative breath. It's not just words that he transmits to us to inform our minds. It's the product of his creative breath. Mm. Um, it brings his very life. And behind verses like 2 Timothy 3 are texts like Psalm 33, 6, uh, where uh, the psalmist writes, by the word of the mm-hmm. Lord, the heavens were made. Mm-hmm. By the breath of his mouth, all their host. I think that's where Paul gets that uh, metaphor uh. of Scripture being the product of God's creative breath. And mm-hmm. so God brought everything into existence by his word. Mm-hmm. And then Paul draws on that analogy and says, all Scripture is breathed out by God. And so just as uh. God generated creation with his creative breath, he generated the Bible with his creative breath. Mm. And and then uh, take another step with that 
Psalm 33, 6, uh, by the word of the Lord, the Davar Adonai is, is the phrase. And when you look at that, you caught that right phrase I'm, I'm in tracking. scripture, um, it's linked over and over. God's word is linked with his activity. Hmm. Yeah. And so it's linked with creation, right? God spoke. Yes. Let there be light. God spoke and the universe leapt into existence. It's linked to his deliverance. Psalm 107, he sent forth mm, his word yeah. and healed them, delivering them uh, from all of their trials. Uh, it's linked with his revelation. You know, the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah and comes to other mm -hmm. prophets. Um, it's linked with his activity. Uh, I think of verses uh, like Isaiah uh, 55, so shall my word be which comes out of my mouth. Mm. It shall not return void, but it will accomplish all that I purpose. So God wants to get something done, and so he sends his word. Mm. And so uh, John Calvin has, has this wonderful metaphor. He calls God's word the scepter of God. In other words, it's, <laughs> oh, his, it's, it's his instrument of rule over the universe and over us. Uh, it is his creating, revealing, judging, mm. delivering, mm. sustaining, life-giving instrument. And so when, when you start thinking, okay, you put those truths together around our Bibles, <laughs> you start going, what we're dealing with is something, something powerful. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, you know, Jesus himself is called the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And so what does that mean? Well, it's, it, it, it is Jesus was God's own self-expression, and mm. that fits in with the, the Christology of John. Uh, Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God, that his own self-disclosure. So, so before you develop that thought, and this is what I love about hearing you talk about this, <laughs> it is, you, you could say, based on what you just said, it is impossible to, to know God to to see him act, mm. to hear him, to experience his care, his rule, apart from his word. We, we cannot know him if he had not spoken. Exactly. It's, it's where, and so, I mean, applying it to our lives, of course, this has application to our worship. It's, it's through God's word that we that we know him, it's through God's word that we encounter him. Yeah, um, yeah. We often think about God's word as, as abstract truth. Yes. You know, and it is truth for sure, um, but, it, but it's more than that. Um, one way I like to think about God's word, we, we think of it as like a theological document. It's mm -hmm. where we get doctrines, doctrines, right? That we are to then believe and so forth. But it's not in the first instance a doctrinal instrument or a doctrinal book. It is a covenantal book. Explain that. In other words, God gives his word to those in covenant with him. He gives his word not just to give ideas to people, but he, he gives his word to give himself to mm. people. Wow. So it's not an instrument in the first instance of information, it's an instrument of fellowship. So yeah. God gives his mm. word to wow. reveal himself and to draw us into a relationship with him and to bind us in that relationship with him and to nurture that relationship mm. with him. And so mm. when, when, we, when, 
we utilize we, God's word in our lives, in, in our worship, we're, we're encountering God himself. It's through that word that he comes to us. It's through that word that he reveals himself to us. And first and foremost, because the core of that word, it, it's climactic significance and message is Christ uh, and and all that God has done for us in Christ and all that God promises to be to us through Christ, uh, all, all of that comes to us with his word. Mm. Now let's go to worship. Well, can, can we, before you go there, sure. can, I interrupted you when you were starting to talk about Jesus being the word. Yes. Did you want to say more about that or is, did you just say that, that the the word points to Christ? The, the living word. The written word points to the living word. Yes, exactly. And uh, he's the fullest revelation of God's word to us. Exactly. Very okay. well said. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure I learned it from you. Well, no, that, that that's exactly right. And so then you think about worship. Yeah. So you know what what are we doing in in worship? The gathering of the church. The gathering of the church. We're trying yes. to distinguish for people between worship all of life and what we do when the church gathers. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, let's which is which is yeah an an important distinction, but yet they are not two completely different things. Right. But yes, the gathering the gathering of the church. So so what are we what are we doing there? Um, Well, what worship and you know this, your listeners know this. Worship is fundamentally before anything else, it is a response to God's revelation of Himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so our corporate word, this is why, you know, the word of God is so important because w- what we do in worship is not, we don't determine what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, our worship, our responses aren't self-generated. Mm-hmm. They're not self-directed. They're not self-designed. Mm-hmm. True worship is an appropriate response to God and who he has revealed himself to be. Mm. And so when and so therefore we cannot worship without God's word mm. because worship is precisely a response to that very word. Mm. Um and so if if our worship that that's why you know in in what worship leaders are doing folks that are listening to this podcast they're not leading people from one experience to another mm-hmm. they're not leading people from one emotional state of being to another they're leading people we should be leading people pastors are leading people in an appropriate response to God's word the other side of that too is Scripture also governs and informs and directs what that response should be. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's an appropriate response. Uh, and by the way, if we're not responding to God's word, I'm sure you guys have talked about this on the on the podcast before. But if 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 our if our worship activities, um, if we are generating them, if they're individualistic, if they're mm-hmm. expressive, I'm not saying that they should be expressive, but if yeah. they're if they're just self-expressive. Yes. Then, then it's idolatry. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it would be idolatry. It would not be worship at all. Wow. Um, but when God's word directs it, so God reveals himself to be glorious. And so we come to him with wonder. He reveals mm-hmm. himself to be holy. And so we come humbly. He reveals himself to be merciful 
And so we come grateful. He uh, reveals uh, himself to be abounding in steadfast, loyal love. And so we come to him restfully mm. and trustingly. Uh, mm. He reveals himself to be faithful. And so we come ready to cast our cares upon him, uh. to rest all of our hopes in him. And so w- without that revelation of God, not only is worship going to be sub-biblical yeah. at best, it's going to be empty. It's it's going to be like a sugar high that's just going to leave you wanting for more. But if if in our corporate worship we are seeing Christ in his glory mm. and mm. Christ crucified for us and Christ reigning over us, then that is going to create in us joy and yeah. trust and sturdiness and yes. uh, steadfastness, and it's going to generate resolves, godly resolves. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's going to re. See, it's it's going to reorder our perspective on right, life. It's right. going to reorder our priorities in life. It's going to reorder what cheers our hearts and what our appetites are drawn to, and mm-hmm. so forth. So um, that and so God's word determines all of that, mm. and so it the, the the dichotomy between music. And worship is is obviously is one as as you have taught. It's a, it, it's, it's just nonsensical. It's tearing apart two things that are that are meant to be together. Mm-hmm. So so, pra- amen. So practically speaking, someone's a leader in a church. How should they think about? And I love all the stuff you said. It's just like yes, yes. <laughs> How should they think mm. about? bringing the word of God to bear, say you're picking the songs, say, say that's your job, you, you know, in your church. I think a lot of people who listen to the podcast are doing that volunteer, part-time, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. How would... God bless them. Yeah, amen. We thank it's God wonderful. for them. Thank you for what you're doing. Yep. How should they think about the effect, the impact of the word of God on what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. as they plan? What kinds of things, what kind of values, priorities... Should they have in mind? Should they just read scripture between every song? Should they read scripture in the middle of verses or project scripture? I, I mean, just how should they? Mm-hmm. What kind of things would you say to someone? This is how you make the word of God. All those things you were saying initially. This is how you bring that to bear on your congregation's minds and mm-hmm. hearts. I mean, what what kinds of things come yeah. to mind? You should answer that question since you've done this every week. For, well. Like, <laughs> 30 years. A long time. But, um, I mean, yeah, a couple of thoughts. First first of all, just realizing the the function of God's Word, what God's Word is and how it functions in our life. Just sort of realizing that is is the first step because, I mean, knowing all the things that go into leading a worship service and planning for a worship service— um, and not not bad things, good things, necessary things. But there's sound, there's yeah, yeah. musicians, and you know there's yeah. projection, and yeah. you know all the different things that go into it that are important in our planning and so forth. But just realizing the the most important thing that is going to happen this morning is people hearing. God's voice through his word. Mm-hmm. Not what we say, mm-hmm. 
Right. So I can imagine a you know a worship leader preparing his comments, his introductory comments, and and he should, um, and preparing maybe transitional comments, yeah. etc. Um, but realizing all of those things are subordinate to God speaking. Mm. Yes. Mm. Because that's what worship is. Yes. God reveals, yes. we respond. So I think that just sets that just good. sets the stage for okay, the most important thing we're doing is allowing God, giving room for God's word. To and the that, truth of God's word. And that truth governs what you're doing. That's like what I'm what I'm hearing you say. And I think that's a far cry from what we see typically in a lot of contemporary evangelical services that it's it's my personal mm. opinion about God's word. It's my personal position about God's word, uh, perceptions of God's word. But you're saying, no, it, it's not man-centered. Remove yourself from that. He's revealed it. We respond. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And, and so when it comes to, to like songs, I mean, interact with this. I don't choose the songs. I critique the you songs critique sometimes. <laughs> yes. And I have opinions about oh, you songs. Do. Very yes, helpful. You do. And yeah. I have strong opinions about some songs. Uh both good and yes. not so not so good, my preference. But but if if I'm preparing songs, I'm thinking, all right, what what realities, what truths are these songs communicating about? God. That's yes. Mm-hmm. And about, as he's revealed himself in his as word. As he has revealed himself yes. in his word. And and about Christ and what that means for my life. So yeah. I'm choosing songs cognizant of what these songs are saying, reflective of yes. the truth of scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh and and then my comments are going to be shaped by that, whatever my introductory comments are, mm-hmm. or maybe transitional comments are. Uh, and then, and I've I've learned, you know, a lot. I've I've learned this from you and watching you and interacting with you on this. But, um, you know, then th- this song then leads to this song, and then yes. leads to this song. Mm-hmm. So there is an accumulation yeah. of yeah. truth, and not just necessarily one truth stacked upon another, yeah. but an unfolding of truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you know, many traditions have. Uh, and I think I don't think this needs to lock you in. I don't think it needs to be a, a mechanical approach every yeah, week. Yeah. But you know, uh, liturgies that sort of take the shape of the gospel. Yes. So they yes. they sort of reveal God in His greatness, and then they reveal us in our need, and then they reveal Christ in His provision. Yes. So you know, so there it's not just one truth upon another, but it's it's tr- one truth leading to another, and sort of leading us to see and. Uh, lay hold of those realities and lay hold of, of the gospel themselves. Yes. But it just seems like just fundamentally, what truths are these uh, are these songs communicating? And, and, and which, tr- as I'm leading, because it's a, you know, it, it is, you're not just a musician planning the music. Yeah, right. You are planning and preparing for... God's people to be instructed by, inspired by, mm-hmm. encouraged by, and responsive to the Word of God. Yes. So that's why I'm so grateful. Yes. Uh, I, I guess your listeners would know here, Summer Grace Louisville, what do we do? Well, Bob, you put together 
a plan. Yeah. The songs, the scripture readings. Some other guys we plan together. Yeah, you do it together. Uh, And then you submit that to the other elders. You don't submit it to the musicians. No. I'm sure they'd have great things to say, but you submit it to the elders because we are, we, the pastors are responsible. You know, we don't delegate our worship or our singing portion to to some guy who's really gifted musically. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a pastoral function. I love that. And so even if a pastor, maybe he's the solo pastor, and maybe he leans heavily on a really gifted musician who's a gift to him, and that's great. But it's his responsibility Mm. to Mm. oversee that and and to ensure the doctrinal integrity of that and so forth. Because you're... The whole meeting is is us coming together to hear from God, to respond to God, to respond appropriately to God, yeah. to receive the comfort of the gospel, uh, to to renew. You know, it it really is. Uh, and some traditions stress this, but I, it, it's true for any tradition. It is a covenant renewal ceremony. Yeah. We are yeah. renewing <laughs> our covenant before God, not just our dedication to God, although that's part of it, but our covenant, meaning receiving what Mm -hmm. he's done for Mm -hmm. us, banking our lives in what he's done for us, depending for everything this coming week on what he promises to be for us. So we are sort of Mm. renewing that. And so the the choice of those songs is positioning those folks to hear, to encounter, to be consoled or convicted. Yeah, challenged. Uh, challenged, yeah. called to something, uh, called to God and in, in his purposes and to live Christ-exalting lives and to have Christ magnified in our in our minds, mm-hmm. in our hearts, and in our lives. That makes me think of two things. One, Jeff mm-hmm. said he learned something from me, so I want to just mark that. <laughs> just, just on few, the record? Few many, ago, oh, yeah. many things. Good, good, on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> many things from you. Second, it made me think of... Uh, just sometimes songs have they they push the envelope of creativity and they're they're very creative lines and uh you know as an artist i think that's really creative but it doesn't make me think that this is this is god saying this mm. this is from mm. god's word and just what you said about how our songs are meant to display, amplify, magnify, represent what God has said to us, Mm -hmm. um, really puts some guidelines on our artistic creativity. And Mm -hmm. maybe we could end the podcast here, just you speaking to that. We could talk so long about this, Um, but we try to keep these to about 30 minutes. Um, Just how does that work? Because you're You've written poetry. You've never shown me any of them, but you've written poems. And uh, one day, trust that you I studied will. British lit. And you studied British lit. College, yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think about that? I mean, artistry's good, mm, absolutely. but but when does poetry? Oh, there's another question I just thought of. When does poetry become too much and distracting or not helpful mm. in 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 songs of corporate worship? How do you judge that? That's a great that? question. I didn't know we were going to talk about that. I know, I know. But, but I, I'm not sure there's a hard and fast rule for that. Let, let me say yeah, a couple of things. Just underline maybe a couple of things you said. First of all, artistry is is a good thing yeah. with great potential. Um, and, you know, the great hymns of the faith yes. are, are full of 
artistry. They are full of imagery. Imagery. They're yeah. they're they're full of metaphors yeah. that enable us to grab hold of God's truth or enable God's truth to enable us to engage with God's truth in a way that's not merely intellectual, yeah, yes. wonderful, but affectual, yes, and even imaginative. Mm. Um, and of course, God's word itself uses metaphors. Yeah. God's word yeah. itself, in many places, is imaginative and so forth. And we're whole people. You know, we don't. We're not. We're not computers. We're not merely rational people. We, uh, we. You know, we're whole-souled people. Yes. And God addresses us in, in that way. And so, I, I, I just want to affirm that. that uh, and I'm so grateful for uh, guys, like, guys like you who who have shaped so many songs, and we we have oh, so many wonderful mu- musicians many who, who who take that. God's truth and and situate it. With language and with music that enables God's truth to have its effect. Yes. yes now, yes. obviously, the, uh, the the vulnerability is when that artistry ends up pointing. I think this is one vulnerability. That artistry ends up pointing away from God and the truth of God's word, and away from Christ and to itself, mm-hmm. or to us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and I, for I think an example of that, there, there's many songs that are very expressive in in describing us and describing our emotions and describing mm. our responsiveness to God in in and in our passions like a flame. Yes, and I think very quickly and very subtly. We are singing about ourselves, yeah, and and mm-hmm. celebrating ourselves yes. and reveling in ourselves. Yeah. Um, so then, I mean, I, so I, you know, when does that happen? I'm I'm not sure you can draw a line, yeah. but when that is the effect, I think artistry has become idolatrous. Mm-hmm. Artistry has become self indulgent. Artistry yeah. has become uh, in service of the self. But when artistry is in service of displaying God and his glory and his 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 attributes mm. both of of power and transcendence and mercy and love mm. and compassion etc then then I think artistry is functioning the way it's meant to yes. mm. and you know we especially in the English as English speakers you know we have a centuries long uh heritage of 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 writers who used imagery precisely to that end mm-hmm. uh, mm. and so um and, and there are many uh modern songs that that do that yes. as well mm-hmm. uh what's the song i was what's the song i was committing to you that just the other day I said, this is a great song. No, jump up. You don't get it. This is a great song. Of course, you get it better than I do. <laughs> but I was saying... Um, Your wor- Was it one of our songs? Christ, Our Hope in... in Christ, Our Hope in Life and Death. Yeah. yeah. By the Gettys. Yep. And I just thought, this is yes. a brilliant song. Yep. Yeah. It's elusive. It's... It's expressive, yeah. But it leaves, it delivers me to Christ. Yes, yes. Good. It doesn't deliver me to an experience. Mm. It delivers me to Christ. Now, w- and when I'm delivered to Christ, yes. I have 
an experience in the right order. I have yeah, a, so a biblically good. so good defined experience, yeah. but it's an experience in in response to Him, and one that leaves me more uh, more rightly related to Him. Yes, as, as a creature, excellent in need of Him, as a a, a a son loved by him, mm, as a mm, sinner mm, saved by him. Mm. When it's positioning me to be, those are those are right biblical experiences. Mm. Yes. We're meant to feel yes. his love, yes. or, or we haven't known it. We're meant to uh, uh, trust in his care, or uh, we're not really uh, laying hold of that. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I'm not sure. It's good. But I, I think that's the goal. And I that think is very are, helpful. I'm yeah. going to press on with this last question. Okay. Um, why is it when people think of the word in our congregational meetings, they can think dull, both, both as people in the congregation and people mm-hmm. leaders? Yeah. Dull, ordinary, boring. I mean, I, I hear leaders, you, you read through scripture like, you know, without, moving on, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of filler. <laughs> what What's going on there? Why Why hmm. Why don't we? I'm not sure how to phrase the question, but why don't we? Edge of our seats. Yes, yes. What is it? I mean, I sin that <laughs> keeps us. What maybe to phrase it this way? What can we do to? ensure that we're not handling the word of God like that, mm. or maybe even receiving the word of God like that. Yeah, good. Yeah, what, what's going on? A thousand things yeah, are potentially yeah. going on. Um, I think what we do, first of all, is <laughs> pastors need to hold forth God's word as what it is. All uh, the things you were describing mm-hmm. initially. Yes. Uh I mean, if I speak about God's word in such a way that's merely conceptual, um, five tips for happy marriage. Well, yeah, but let me let me start even one step back. If I speak about God's word as this is true, mm. um, and, and it is true, and uh, that's the if, <laughs> Good. if nothing Glad else, we're settled on that. <laughs> if nothing else, that it is it it, it is true, but um, but. Look at how Scripture speaks about itself. Mm-hmm. Law of the Lord is perfect, yes, restoring yes. the soul. The testimonies of the Lord mm. are sure, making wise, the simple the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. It's like gold, yes, then yes, much fine yes, gold, yeah. sweeter also than yes. honey, and the drippings of the honeycomb. So we, we 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 need to position to position ourselves to say, no, this is the most valuable thing in the world and this is the sweetest mm. thing in the world because mm. it gives us mm. god god mm. god gives that's what he does oh, through so his good. word he doesn't just give us ideas about himself he gives himself to us and i think if we have that perspective and we have that anticipation then i think we're going to be positioned to to receive the word of God for what it is. Yes, that's really good. I think part of it also too is, and, and, and this is part of that. It's faith. Mm. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we we need to be we need to be trusting that. I, I want to be receiving God's word in faith. I want to preach as, mm-hmm. as a as mm-hmm. a preacher. I want to pr- and teacher. I want to preach God's word in faith. Um, 
And I also want to proclaim it or read it if I'm reading mm-hmm. it uh, in as a you know as a pastor or as someone from the congregation reading or as a one of the worship team reading it. I want to read it for what it is. I think of that that verse when Paul is describing his ministry to the Thessalonians. He's reflecting mm-hmm. on it, 1, Th- 1 Thessalonians yep. 2, and he talks about how you receive the word of God for what it really is, not the <laughs> word of man, but for the word of God. Yes. I just love that. They, they received yeah. it for what it is. We need to receive That's it good. for what it is. And if yeah. it is the most valuable thing, if it is God giving himself to us, how how dare we read it mm. perfunctorily? Yeah, yeah. How dare we sort of make our way through it so we can get to the exciting stuff, the songs? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's or just, ignore it completely. Or, or yes, as though what true. we're doing musically is is better, yeah. more effective, more compelling mm. than the Word of God itself. Absolutely. Yeah, amen. 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 Okay, that's great. Man! <laughs> Jeff, thank you. Oh, great uh, to have you on. So great to be thank here. Thank you, and we will have you back. Good. If you would be so kind. Like <laughs> if you'll let least, me in again. For at least 10 times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, all, thank you for joining us, and we hope uh, to have you back again next time we do this. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.